God has a word for each and every one of us. It's an important word. And to all my first graders, we're becoming from page 1166 in your new Bibles. John chapter 3 is where our message for the morning is coming from. As there is a relevant word of urgency that I wish to impart to you. I want you to, to lean in and prayerfully consider whether you have truly been born again. Today, I want to encourage you to let you know that that decision, the decision to seek God, to follow after Christ, is and shall be the greatest decision of your life. It will. And it's an important, the most important decision of your life. So here's the question. Have you been born again? Do you know of someone who needs to be born again? In fact, as we prepare our hearts for the message that God has for us from John chapter 3, would you just bow your heads? And if you know someone, would you lift their name up to the Lord? If it's you, then hear the Spirit of God already speaking through you, through the words, through song, and now through his word. Father, we come before you with humble hearts. We want to see a victory, your work in our lives, transforming lives, that they too might know you as their Father, Jesus, as our Lord and say you're having the Holy Spirit as our guide that we might live our lives out to your glory. So we ask, Father, that you prepare our minds, prepare our hearts that it might be receptive soil for the seed of your word and that your word might be implanted deeply within our hearts that we might know you personally and, God, that we might live to your glory. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. John chapter 3, I want you to hear the narrative that involves a man named Nicodemus. The Bible declares, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answers him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say it to you. You must be born again. You must be born again. You. Go ahead and nudge somebody. Tell him he's talking to you. You didn't say it yet. Tell him he's talking to you. 
you must be born again. In fact, would you just help me uh, repeat the words of our Savior that he spoke to Nicodemus, and I am sure he's speaking to us now. And would you just say it? You must be, that is, you must be born again. From those watching at home to those here in the sanctuary, um, in worship, listen to the word of God. That we, June, we need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. And this is what we see in Nebuchadnezzar's journey. He has an encounter with Jesus. Now in his life, Heather, we have encounters. We have encounters that we will never forget, that we will always remember, that will be etched in our lives. You may have encounters that were very joyful, Michael, in life. You may have encounters that were surprising. But of all the encounters, James, that we have in this life, what we need most is an encounter with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nicodemus knew this. He knew this because when you... See the opening descriptors of who this man is. The Bible first declares that Nicodemus was a religious man. I hope you saw it there, right there in verse 1, Anthony. He is a religious man. He belongs to a religious sect of the Pharisees. These were individuals who studied the Scripture. They studied the Torah. They studied the Old Testament. They memorized the first five books of the Old Testament And he was a ruler, a teacher of the scriptures. Troy, Nicodemus was a religious man who knew the word of God. And in all that he knew, in all that he experienced, in all that he was a part of, he also realized that there was something missing in his life. Now, I want us to to really examine ourselves right now, just just for a moment, because I I, I cringe at at the even thought and notion that we could be around the things of God. We could be singing songs to God. We we could be in in life groups. We could be on the stage. We, We could be serving the people of God and still not have a relationship with God. Can can I sit with you just for a moment as we uh, contemplate his story in light of our own story? Nehemiah, not Nehemiah, Nicodemus, he knows the word, but he recognizes that he needed more. He he needed more than just religion. He needed more than just the rituals that are engaged in our time of worship. He needed more than what religion could provide. And so he comes to Jesus. He comes to Jesus at night. He comes to Jesus at night. And and a young person came up to me just earlier today and told me, "Uh, Pastor, we we, we don't even know what Nick at night is. But but he comes to Jesus. Nick comes at night. and, And Dr. Parks, he is... He is seeking this man who is religious, this man who is known in the public as a teacher of the law comes to Jesus at night. And 
There are many that speculate, why did he come at night? Was he concerned about the criticisms he might receive from the people who uh, were in the, the sect of the Pharisees? Was he concerned about what others might say about him? Uh, or perhaps he just wanted some uninterrupted time with Jesus. So he came to him at night. Come here. I just want to talk to you for a moment here. I'm not caught up so much on, on the circumstances because the reality is, regardless of what motivated him to come, he came. I hope you caught that. that, that no, no matter what pushed him, the reality is he knew that he needed to get to Jesus. And I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but you may be in Nicodemus' shoes right now where you say, it's nighttime in my life. There's some things I'm dealing with that everybody may not know about. There's some struggles that I have that others may not know about. But let me give you some good news from the text. And that is that Jesus has the answer. No, let me press it a little bit further. Jesus is the answer to whatever question that might be lying in your heart. No, I really want us to get this because Jesus answers a question that Nehemiah doesn't even ask yet. Oh, you got to see it here. Nehemiah comes and he compliments the Savior and he says, uh, we know that you are, Rabbi, that you are from heaven. We know this because no one can do what you're doing unless they come from God. Uh, Nicodemus was right. He was right in, in declaring that Christ was doing the work of God because what he hadn't realized yet is that Jesus Christ is God. And what I love about God and what you see here is that Jesus, uh, he welcomes encounters. He welcomes encounters from anyone at any time. C come here, come here. I, I really want you to understand this, that, that Jesus welcomes us to come into his presence. He welcomes us to have an encounter with him no matter what we're going through, no matter where you're coming from, no matter what's happened in your life, Jesus still welcomes you. Is there anybody here besides me that's excited that we have a Savior who makes himself available, makes himself accessible, makes himself available for you to come, that whoever will, you can come and know that he will always receive you. He won't reject you. He won't turn you away. He won't be like other folk who check your Facebook feed to see whether or not you qualify for them to be in your group. No, Jesus will receive you when you come to him, but you can't come any kind of way. You got to come with all of your, all of your heart. Nicodemus is a seeker. He is seeking an encounter. Notice, he initiates this encounter. He knows where Jesus is, and he comes to him. Listen, saints of God, Jesus is in the house today. The Spirit of God is with us today. And if you want a fresh encounter with him, all you have to do is come. All you have to do is have your heart open to the work of God. And God can transform your life. Uh, Jesus welcomes the encounters from everyone. That includes you and I, that we can come to him. But not only do we see how Jesus welcomes the encounter, what we also realize is that when we encounter Jesus, get ready for this, we encounter 
the truth. When Thomas asked the question in John 14, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Get this. What Jesus gives Nicodemus is what Nicodemus was in need of, and that's the truth. Hold on. Sometimes the truth that comes from God is not always pleasant, but it is true. It's not always easy, but it is true. You may not even want to hear the truth of God at times, but guess what? It doesn't stop it from being. Am I talking to anybody up in here? Because here's the reality and here's the truth that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. How do we know it? Because the Word of God declares that He, Jesus Christ, is the Word made flesh, and only through Him do we have a connection to God the Father. You ought to be thankful for Jesus Christ. He tells Nicodemus uh, here in the text, he says to him, you must be born again. Here's the truth. That he tells Nicodemus, I, I, I say to you, truly, truly, I say to you, regardless of what signs you've seen me do, I say to you that unless you are born again, you cannot see, participate in, have the revelation from, be a part of the kingdom of God. So I have to ask the question, have you been born again? Pastor, um, I, I know about the story of Jesus. I, I know that Jesus died on the cross. I, I understand that he died for my sins, but here's what I'm asking you. I'm not asking you about just your head knowledge. I want to know whether or not God had gripped your heart and he has transformed your life. Have you been born again? Uh, have you seen a difference that Jesus makes? Uh, are you able to look at your life today and compare it side by side to your life back then. And do you see the change that Jesus makes? Uh, I may be talking to some folk who haven't been saved from anything. Um, are you able to look back in your life now and remember where you would have been on a Sunday when you didn't know Jesus? And then when you came to know Jesus, how you make your way through the storm, through the rain, through the cold, through the hot, to come and be with him. Why? Because he made a difference in your life. Jesus still makes a difference in our lives when we are born again. When we experience the work of God upon our hearts, you must be born again. You, you must experience God at work. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm having a flashback. I'm sorry, Hazel. I'm, looking at, I'm having a flashback. I did. Because when, when Janae was, was your age, I, I won't ever forget, she was, uh, she was doing something with her, with her dolls. Uh, she doesn't have dolls anymore, I think. You still have, you still have dolls? Uh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. All right. I'm just checking. Teenager now, you know. But, uh, but, but, but she was doing something with her dolls, and all of a sudden, as she was manipulating the doll, Coy, uh, the doll came apart. She ran down the stairs, um, and, and she came to me, uh, Dr. Allen, and you, you catch this. She came to me, and she said, here, Daddy, fix it. I said, what, what makes you think that I can fix it? She said, because your hands are strong enough to put it back together. I'm just trying to help you understand something, that, that when the Lord has his hand on your life, when God has gripped your life by grace, there is nothing in your life that he can't fix. 
that when you are born again, you, you have a spiritual renewal where your life is not the same. But listen, you know it that, that he brings things into your life that wasn't there before, like joy. Anybody have joy, like, like peace, like, like hope that it doesn't matter what happens when you know that God, when you know that 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 God is in your life, then you know there's nothing that happens in your life that he won't bring you through, bring you out of, or bring you over. So I ask the question, have you been born again? Uh, this word uh, born again in the Greek really speaks uh, to, to in, in a multiplicity of ways. One, again, being born again means there is a spiritual renewal that has come over you, that your life is not the same because the presence of the Spirit of God is now within your life. You have spiritual renewal. But this word again in the Greek also can be translated into uh, renewal from above. I, I like this, that, that, that it's not our doing, it's God's doing. Because let's be real about it, you all. We can't save ourselves. We do not have the capacity to do what needs to be done in order for us to be connected to the eternal God. We, of our own being and our own ability, cannot do enough good works to get into the kingdom of heaven. No, we need God to put his hands upon us. We need God to transform us. We need God to redeem us and put us as a part of his family. And here, here's the good news. God loves us enough to do it for us. He, he loves it enough. He loves us enough to see us where we are and invite us to be where he is. Because today you can be a part of the kingdom of God. Today, you can see the kingdom of God realized in your life when you are born again. So uh, Nicodemus asked the question. He asked the question, how? Look at verse 4. He says, Nicodemus says, how can a man be born? How can this happen? Look at verse 9. How can these things happen? He asked a great question because the answer to the question is God. I hope you caught that, that how can you be born again? How can you be in the family of God? It takes God. And when you seek after God, God will bring you into his family. That's what it means to be born again. And look what Jesus tells him. Look what Jesus tells him. He says, how, Nicodemus says, how can these things be? Verse 9, Jesus says, uh, you're a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things. Truly I say to you. We speak what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I've told you earthly things, then you would not believe. How then can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven except he who descends from heaven. He said, I'm God. I've ascended to heaven and I've descended from heaven. And look at this. And as Moses lifted up the serpent... In the wilderness, so must the Son of Man, Jesus speaking about himself, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. How can I be born again? Here it is. As the Son of Man be lifted up, those who believe on him may have eternal life. How can you be born again? Look to Jesus. 
What Jesus does to this teacher of the law, he quotes an experience that happened in the Old Testament in Numbers when the children of Israel had strayed away from God and they had uh, they attempted God, they challenged God, and they didn't believe in God. And so what God did was he sent fiery serpents amongst the people. God sent fiery serpents amongst the people that when the people were bit, the pe- many of the people of Israel had died. And so verse 7 of Numbers 21 says, And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he might take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he who looked at the bronze serpent would live. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. Jesus then pulls the Old Testament account, puts it in the lap of Nicodemus and says, now that serpent that brought temporary, that, 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 that bronze serpent that, was looking at that brought temporary healing is only a picture of the eternal healing that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gives that when we look at Jesus, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. If you look at Jesus, you see redemption. When you look at Jesus, you have deliverance. When you look at Jesus, you have forgiveness, and when you come to him, you'll be born again. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and see the love of God. Look to Jesus and see the life that God wants you to live. For John 3.16 says, for God so, oh, you know it, don't you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would, there's that word again, believe on him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Stand all over the building if you can, because there is a decision to be made today in your life. That if you have not had a life-transforming encounter with Jesus... If you do not have the presence of God, the Holy Spirit within your life to guide your life, then today is the day for you to be born again. You have to be like Nicodemus and and come to him. In fact, I'm asking our prayer partners to come forth in this time as as you prayerfully seek, have, have I really said yes to God? Today you can. I don't want you to leave here and and come Sunday after Sunday and not know him for yourself. Anthony, why don't you come up here and be our prayer partner? Leonard, why don't you stand there and be a prayer partner? We, We want to pray for you because God is moving in this place, and I don't want you to miss your opportunity to know him. And I want to invite you to say yes to him. Nicodemus was was seeking him. Nicodemus found him. We know he found him because Nicodemus followed Christ. In the seventh chapter of this same epistle, he defends Christ. At the death of Christ, he comes and honors Christ. And then after the resurrection of Christ Jesus with all power, Nicodemus lives for Christ. And he knows of his forgiveness. He knows of his redemption. He knows of the life that's in Christ. I want that life for you. God wants that life for you. Today, we want you to come.
If you're receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior on this day, today, come. Join our prayer partners. We're here to pray with you. If you're in need of prayer, whatever you're going through, saints of God, God is here. And he wants to lead you in this life. We're praying for marriages right now. We're praying for those who are going through bereavement, who are grieving. We know that Jesus is the way. And when you come to him, you can experience him. And you can experience him today. So as we sing this song, would you begin to pray? Pray for somebody who's here who does not know Jesus Christ for themselves. That today be the day they accept him. Pray for that loved one you know that ought to be here worshiping with you, that they too might be born again. And let's pray that we too might believe in him, that we might have eternal life. Would you pray? Let's pray. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.